The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. You know, there's a, an interesting narrative that runs through uh, the Gospels that has to do with individuals experiencing great healing through the power of their own faith. A soldier approaches Jesus and says, my, my son is, is sick at home, and will you please heal him? And Jesus says, yes, I'll, I'll come over to your place. And, and the soldier says, no, uh, I'm not worthy to have you enter my house, but if you just say the word, I know that he'll be healed. And Jesus responds that, that never in Israel has he met someone with such great faith, uh, and that the boy will be healed because it will be done unto him as he believes, and the boy is healed. A woman has spent all of her money trying to get well. And one day, Jesus and his disciples are walking along, and, and she, she touches his, his garment, and, and he can feel it. And so he, he tracks her down and asks her to tell him the story. And, and, and she shares um, that she said to herself, if I could just touch him, I know that I'd be healed. And Jesus said to her, it is your faith that has healed you. Jesus also says, I live in the Father, and the Father liveth in me. It is not I, but the Father within that does the work. And Jesus didn't just mean that about himself. He meant it about about all of us. We all live in the sacred, and the sacred lives in us. And when we turn to it, it is not us but the sacred that does the work in our lives. And this teaching is the essential idea behind Ernest Holmes' central tagline for our teaching, the science of mind, this teaching that there is a power in the universe greater than you are, and you can use it. There is a power in the universe greater than you are, and you can use it. Do you believe that? You know, and you, and you, and you, and you. It's, it's the power to love, the power to forgive, the power to heal, the power to transform, the power to inspire, the power to uplift, the power to restore an inner peace to our lives. Dr. Holmes encourages us. He says, just keep right on knocking at the doorway of your consciousness until every no becomes a yes. Every negation and affirmation, every fear a faith. And day after day, month after month, year after year, it makes a huge difference. But but it all begins with this first simple step, the first part of the phrase. There is a power in the universe greater than you are. Uh, I don't know about you, but I I find in our culture that it seems, at least to me, that that we take God less and less seriously. Do you notice that? Uh, The religionist often blames the atheist and the agnostic for being so cynical. And the atheist and the agnostic often blame the religionist for, for often being too rigid or too judgmental, or too exclusive. And and for me, we're kind of caught in the middle. 
We religious scientists. You know, and we, we sometimes uh, hear it from our evangelical friends. I can't believe you go to that woo-woo church. I, I can't believe that, that you don't see the Bible as the beginning and end of all wisdom within itself, that you would explore any other teacher besides Jesus. And if they're listening, which sometimes they don't always, always do, uh, we can explain. <laughs> we, we can uh, explain. We, we love the Bible. We, we just feel that there, there's more sources of wisdom available to us. And we believe in, in Jesus, yet we believe Jesus' teaching was to be inclusive of all wisdom. That the sacred heart of life is, is in everything. And then and perhaps your atheist and agnostic friends will say to you, I can't believe you go to that woo-woo church. <laughs> that you'd put more precedent on, on faith than science. That with, with, with so many problems going on in the world, for, for the night is dark and full of terrors, for all of that going on, you, you keep this positive mind frame all the time. And, and if they're listening... Uh, we can try to um, explain that, that we see that faith and science go together. They're not exclusive. They support one another. And we don't deny the challenges or struggles or tragedies in the world, but we know that someone's got to keep hope in their consciousness. Someone's got to know that humankind is capable of bringing forth an inner good from within. That, that's our job to take the divine seriously in our lives. I love something the poet Mary Oliver said in one of the last published works she, she did before she passed away last year. She said, Knowledge has entertained me, and it has shaped me, and it has failed me. Something in me still starves. And what is probably the most serious inquiry of my life, I have begun to look past reason, past the provable, in other directions. Now I think there is only one subject worth my attention, and that is the precognition of the spiritual side of the world, and within this recognition, the condition of my own spiritual state. Pretty serious, right? We've got to take our spirituality seriously. We've got to see the divine as an active part of our lives. No longer can God just be a theory, but it must be a living reality. You can have a theory that cars exist, but it's not going to help you drive it. You can have a theory that electricity exists, but it's not going to help you turn the lights on. Just believing that there may be a presence out there somewhere isn't going to help you use it, isn't going to help you anchor yourself in that divine knowing that uplifts you into greater levels of being. I have a a spiritual practice that, that works for me that's based on the idea that, that for me, God, God isn't fixed, but fluid. For me, God isn't fixed, but fluid. God isn't so much created as God is the creative. God may have created the world, but more so for me, God is the creative in the world. That God is still creating the world. That God is still creating through each of us. So far, I might say that, that God is ever-evolving. Not that God isn't whole, perfect, and complete within herself, but, but for me, as, as I deepen, and as humanity, as we deepen, we open the medium for a greater experience of divinity to come into our lives. So my spiritual practice, I like to sit down in the morning. I like to cast out the net of my consciousness. 
and see if each day I can't comprehend the divine a little bit more than I did the day before. To each and every day seek to have a grander imagination of the divine than I ever had before. It goes something like this. You can do it with me if you'd like. I close my eyes. I take a deep breath. And I say to myself, I ask myself, what is the greatest imagination that I can have for the presence of God? What images? What experiences? What epiphanies? What feelings are inspired when I imagine the greatness of the sacred? And then I ask myself, what is the grandest imagination I can have for God acting in my life? For showing up in my work, for showing up in how I care for myself, for showing up for how I hold the world in my heart, for how I exist and participate in this thing called life. And lastly, what is my greatest imagination of how God can be at the heart of my relationships, how it can enrich my partnerships, my work life? enrich my relationships with the people I love the most and affect that meeting with the stranger, the people I have yet to meet. And I can hear the the atheist or agnostic saying, see, imagination, it's just a figment. I'm going to open my eyes now. You can too if you'd like. It's just a figment, but it's not that that imagination is make-believe. Through expanding our imagination, we create the medium for that greater experience of the divine to sink its teeth into us so that we can embody it and live it and give it greater glory in all that we do. And our practitioners and so many of us know this. This this is how we do spiritual practice. We recognize the infinite nature of the sacred. We see it in all of life. We, We do a big gulp and recognize, oh my gosh, that's true of me too. That divinity must be in me too. And then we apply it to our lives. And that's where we get this idea that there is a a power in the universe greater than you are, and, and you can use it. And you can use it. You can apply it to any circumstance, any relationship, any sense of struggle within you. And you can use this power for greater good. One of my favorite Americans is is Frank Capra, the the great film director responsible for two of my favorite movies of all time, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington and It's a Wonderful Life, both starring Jimmy Stewart. And and Capra also, uh, I would argue, made the first great documentary films. He made the the films uh, that helped educate Americans about why uh, America was entering into World War II. And Capra Capra was an immigrant from Italy. He came through Ellis Island when he was six years old. His family moved to California, and they were dirt poor. His whole family was was illiterate. And and he went to school. It would have been a big deal for him to even finish grammar school. But he went through junior high and high school and, and even put himself through college and got a degree in chemical engineering. And yet, he was still broke. That, that thing that he knew had to give in his life, that thing that told him he was, he was special, that he had gifts to bring to this world, it, it wasn't opening up. He finally got an offer for some work from a friend of his that he knew was involved in organized crime. 
being a chemical engineer during the time of prohibition would have been a welcome, <laughs> welcome team member. But he, he, he knew that if he made this choice, which he may have to for his survival, that, that sense of specialness in his soul would be diminished and gone. He didn't know what to do. He had 12 cents in his pocket, so he jumped on a trolley. The trolley driver said, where are you going? He said, I don't know, but I got to get there. He gave him a nickel and threw the other seven cents off the trolley. Have you ever had that experience in your life where, where a miracle happened because it had to? The miracle sometimes happens because it has to. He told the driver some of his story, and so the driver said, you know, it's interesting, I saw this really weird ad for a weird person like you for a, a job involving camera work. Let's go, Capra said. And he went in, he had never even held a camera in his life, but he conned himself into getting the job. Before he knew it, he was working on uh, uh, Little Rascals films. Before you knew it, he was directing these great films, and he dedicated his life and his art always to this idea of, of honoring the power of the average Joe, the regular you and me, to point out the power within us and what we're capable of in this thing called life. He shared, someone should keep reminding Mr. Average Man that he was born free, divine, strong, uncrushable by fate, society or hell itself, and that he's a child of God, equal heir to all the bounties of God, and that goodness is riches, kindness is power, and freedom is glory. He'd go on to say, friend, you are a divine mingle-mangle of guts and stardust. So hang in there. If doors open for me, they can open for anyone. Those miracles can happen when we create the space within our heart and soul for them to happen. And my my advice about, and you can use it, is don't use this power uh, as something that, that, that you direct. You don't have to tell it what to do. It's not yours to control. It's not yours to manipulate. It's not yours to play God with. I don't even think God plays God, if that makes sense. What it is, is it's ours to apply. It's ours to see where the need is and seek to embody that deeper spirit so that it can come forth in a greater degree. It's ours to trust in and give ourselves to and let it take us where it leads because where it leads is almost always greater than we could have even imagined. That's the beauty of this power. This past week marks 51 years since Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was killed. I wasn't alive then. I'm sure many of you were and remember where you were when you heard the news that day. And something a lot of folks Uh, don't know about Dr. King is that he was a centimeter away from dying eight years previous to that. He had written his first major work called Stride Towards Freedom about the the bus boycott in Montgomery, Alabama, where Rosa Parks stood up and how buses got integrated. And he was there signing autographs one day for a long line, and a woman approached him and said, "Are, are you Martin Luther King Jr.? Yes, I am, he said. And she had a letter opener and she stabbed him. We never quite knew why. And the doctor said if it had come even a centimeter closer to his aorta, he would have died. 
And and the night before King's death, he shared a, a letter he received from a young woman in the ninth grade. She said, I read in the paper of your misfortune and of your suffering. And I read it, and I read that if you had sneezed, you would have died. And I'm simply writing you to say that I'm so happy you didn't sneeze. (laughs) Aren't we grateful he didn't sneeze? Yeah. Because if he would have sneezed, we wouldn't have had the, the letter from Birmingham jail. We wouldn't have the March on Washington and the I Have a Dream speech. We wouldn't have had the principles of nonviolence and the visionary leadership of someone like King to help affect that kind of change, working with Kennedy and Johnson uh, uh, to make some serious change in in our country. Uh, Thank God he he didn't sneeze. And, And that's the gift at times of this great power. You can use it, but with faith, it can use you. With faith, this power can use you to move through incredible obstacles and bring about great personal and social change all around you. That's how powerful this good is. And yet, I think it's important to recognize that the goal of this power isn't to give you um, a problem-free life. It, It can help you be thriving It can help you live with great love and joy. But sometimes the places it will call you to are the places where there are trials and challenges. Places where the divine needs to express itself even further. And it's hard work sometimes. Has it been hard for you sometimes? Sometimes it's hard work. You know, it doesn't go away lightly that as as powerful as King's inspirational story was, he was murdered the next day. So far as wonderful it is is to know that all these great things were accomplished, we also have to think of all that wasn't accomplished because his life was taken from us way too soon. And yet the power for good always reminds us that no matter how big the obstacle seems around you, it is never greater than the power within you. No matter how scary A future event may seem it is not greater than the powerful present within you. Someone that inspired Dr. King greatly was was Howard Thurman, a great Christian mystic uh, that grew up in in segregated Florida. He would eventually, in San Francisco, uh, start something called the Church for All Peoples, which we believe was the first ever interfaith congregation in America. And his grandmother had been a slave uh, she had become a Christian, but she always refused to, to accept the letters of Paul because that's what the so-called masters used to, to try and validate uh, their practice of slavery. And Thurman brought up his two young daughters, Anne and Olive, in the segregated South. And one day they were walking along the street and, and the girls saw a playground. They said, Daddy, Daddy, can we go swing on those swings? Let's go. You can't swing on those swings. Why not, Dad? Let's go home. I'll make you some lemonade and and I'll tell you about it. And and I I can't imagine 
Maybe some of you can. I can't imagine what it would be like to have to sit down your child and explain to them that they are a second-class citizen in their country, that they can't swing on those swings because of the color of their sin, because someone has judged them without knowing them as not good enough. How challenging. Thurman brought his girls home. He probably hoped that they had forget and not ask, but no. And said, Daddy, Daddy, tell us why we couldn't swing on those swings. So he took a deep breath and he said, It is against the law for us to use those swings, even though it is a public school. At present, only white children can play there. But it takes the state legislature, the courts, the sheriffs and policemen, the white churches, the mayors, the banks and businesses, and the majority of white people in the state of Florida. It takes all these to keep two little black girls from swinging in those swings. That is how important you are. (laughs) Never forget the estimate of your own importance and self-worth can be judged by how many weapons and how much power people are willing to use to control you and keep you in the place they have assigned to you. You are two very important little girls. Your presence can threaten the entire state of Florida. Whatever the challenge may appear to be before you, it is never larger than the great power and truth that is within you. Whatever the fear that may seem ahead of you, it is never greater than the power of faith within you. Whatever the judgment someone else may have about you, whatever the worn-out version of yourself that you've used to perhaps imprison yourself at times, it is nothing compared to the incredible reality that this divine power knows about you. We are always at choice to live in an alignment with some often ignorant perspective of who we are floating in the ether somewhere or to turn to that great light and power within that reminds us there is a power for good in this universe. You can use it, and if you're willing, it will use you to demonstrate its love, to demonstrate its healing. The road is not always easy. Sometimes it's bumpy and long. Yet, the end goal, the end of the journey, is planted in your soul like an acorn in the ground, able to give birth to itself through each of us, in our own affairs, in our own relationships, in all that we do. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, text 720 230 1404 or visit us at milehighchurch.org.